You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, it's always a good day when we get to start with breaking news with our guy Patrick Royce here. Um, of course, my button bar is not working, so I can't fire the sounder. But Pat, the Twins have signed a starting pitcher. Wow, I'm ready. It's a minor league contract. Homer Bailey. He's a former. He's a no. He's a former Cy Young Award winner. Twenty win season at one point. Uh, he. Let's see here. He. He's Let's, been in decline. You're trying to tell me he's been in a little bit of a decline, has he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he had like a 9.20 ERA last year in 14 starts. Dallas Keuchel has signed with the Minnesota Really? Twins. Wow. Well, the good thing about Dallas is if he hits you right square in the forehead, it won't hurt. So that's a good thing. <laughs> but, uh, he's throwing now about 84. That's that's the new. So, well, actually, actually. So uh, I'm I'm just going through some tweets here. There is there's a so there's a place like a baseball training facility called Driveline. Oh yes, the, the, that is a that made Caleb Thielbar a hard thrower and yeah. guys like that. Yeah. It's like it's like uh you know. Uh, track man for golf or yes, whatever top yes. tracer right it's like it's like analytics for pitchers so the director of pitching operations at driveline posted a six tweet thread in june showing the metrics of dallas keichel he's up to 89 miles an hour fastball Woo! he's like got more, more break and drop on on his stuff so maybe i mean i don't know where we'll where are they starting him off in fort myers uh in training camp spring training or i mean in the extended camp or what are they doing with him yeah, where they sent it? Where, where they they didn't tell us? They didn't tell us if they're sending him right to St. Paul, or they probably sending him someplace else, right? No, I think the only information we have is that John Heyman just tweeted Keuchel to the Twins on a minor league deal. So okay. we'll, we'll, well wait for uh, more details. Getting, they're getting reinforcements in case some starter gets hurt for the pennant drive here. As uh, our team last night showed its feisty determination to hold on to first place, right? Uh, they could have. Uh, they could have slipped into a tie with the Guardians, but uh, but they uh, came back and uh, won a game, and uh, that was the uh, best thing I said on this on Twitter. It proved to be popular. The best thing that happened to them was when the umpires, when the replay guys screwed up the Michael A. Taylor play at first base and called him out because if the bases were loaded, there's no way to score a run. No bases loaded, no outs, no chance. There's no chance. So uh, they, they 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 did us a favor by screwing up that call. What were they? What did they see on that play? By the way, like did did they think know. that it was a, what a weird deal? Well, they were. You know, I don't know who. I, I think Jeff Nelson was one of the replay guys this week, and I don't know who the other guy was. And they were, you know, eating pizza and drinking beer, and they got interrupted here. Probably uh, that's got to be the greatest gig in sports, isn't it? Sitting in the oh yeah. The baseball it. replay, watching a bunch of job. games. Yeah, you go to New York. You go to New yep. York. Put you in a four hundred dollar a night hotel room. You call a room service, and then you waddle over there and uh, don't give a damn. <laughs> when you 
you know, if you, hey, we take it four minutes here, let's just let it stand. What the hell? You yeah. know, <laughs> what, what best part I about that, that game, Patrick, was Gallo being tossed. That was the best part of the game. He did him a huge favor by getting yeah, tossed from the game. Good. But also, how about those for rabbit ears from the umpire? What does he care if the guy marks at him from the dugout? For God's sake, let's go back to where you damn near have to spit on the umpire to get thrown out of the game. Okay, what, what if you say that pitch was outside? They're gonna throw you out of the game. What the hell? It's well, yeah, and was that was that the end of the inning? You know, he was going back out to his position yeah, supposedly. He was like Gallo. And that's that's just, my thing. Like, but like the home plate umpire at the end of an inning, should, usually if there's conflict, should just like go walk down to the third baseline and go talk to the third base umpire. Yeah, I think Morno pointed that sitting, out. You shouldn't be sitting there glaring at the. I wonder if Gallo will say anything to me so I can throw him out. And Galloway didn't have that good a complaint, by the way. But uh, I no, think it Rock, was a strike. And, and protect Rock the plate. Judd Judd's gone on this rant before. First of all, it was a strike. Second yeah. of all, if it was a half inch off the plate, yes, congratulations! Yes. Like you're still out. Like you have, there's no robot umps yet. So <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I think it was a pretty good. The, the new Rocco though showed up. He, he was, you know, the first time was okay, but when he came back out the second time and raised holy hell, that was uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Who's a who's a crew chief that kept trying to block him from getting over there and uh, Guccione, right? Guccione, yeah, Chris Guccione. I think was yeah, a crew chief for the series. Right. Yeah, let those guys fight their own battles, for God's sake. Agreed. Guccione, by the way, the guy who screwed up the call at first base. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's he got to break? Now you got him behind the plate tonight, today. So he'll probably put the screws to you if he gets into a corner. But Rocco's going to get another one-gamer for this one because for coming back out on the field, don't you think? It felt yeah, a probably. little forced. A you know, little, yeah, it, was, little it, was forced. Forced. it was forced. He wanted to do something to get this dead ass team moving and uh kind of you know what's uh you know what's an amazing thing is how terrible Correa is at the plate and how good he is at shortstop. He made about three plays and his last night those plays deep in the hole that one deep in the hole that he threw that rocket and he bounced it he gives the guy the long bounce so he can catch it. You know, he doesn't give him the short one. And uh, that was, I mean, he made about three fabulous plays last night, and then he goes up and takes strike three. And he does the turf straight. bounce, Pat. He yes. he he does the bounce that that like they used to do on mm-hmm. AstroTurf all the time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think that probably because it's dirt, it's a little easier to handle, don't you think? Because it's not, it looks uh, like it. yeah, it's yeah. not. But it, he made a hell of a play. But boy, they need that. They needed some way to figure out how to win a game, and uh, they, they got it last night. The Red Sox aren't drawn, though, are they? The old magic isn't there. They, uh, you know, the, the Red Sox are in town. Oh, well, let's go see the Red Sox. It's uh, they got a lot of nobodies on that team that I haven't heard of. Yeah, who's oh, who's in that lineup that you, yeah, you have to pay admission for? That's Devers the, is Devers is uh, you know a great player, and he's cold right now. He's not he's not hitting, but they're better than the Twins, so. You know, they'd win the Central. They'd be, they'd be, they'd be just <laughs> fine. They're easily the worst team personnel-wise in the East, but they'd win the Central easy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, my mighty whiteies, I think I've given up on them, man. They've they made a little run, and now they just went in the tank again. There's they just don't have it. Bring back Tony Larusso, damn it. Yeah, and now yeah. are there reports that their that their veteran players are like just praying to be traded at some point in the next month? I think I saw that somewhere. God. Really? Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad situation. I think I'm going to go to the yard this afternoon. Who's going to the yard? You mm, the yard. Don't all raise your hands at once. No, I'm not. I, I'm undecided. Depends on what time I, I get get done here because games go so fast now. Yeah, right. It could be, be the sick before I get there, and yeah, then I have to park, true. and I'm late. Yeah. Although yesterday we went, we almost went three for you last night. Of course, that was ten innings. Too. Yeah. You know what? I don't think we're uh, we're going to get it, rid of it in the postseason. We're never going to get rid of the guy at second. That's you know that I, I, lo- I love the guy at second. I don't know if I love it in the tenth inning, but I think it's it's here to stay, and it's not. I don't think it violates baseball that badly. I, no. I don't. You're just you're just expediting they don't it. That, they don't score that routinely. You know, it's about what is it? Fifty. It's about like a penalty shot and high. No, no, it's probably more often than that. But it's, I bet it's not over forty percent. The guy scoring, right? I wonder what it is getting them home. So I love it. Anyway. Get yeah. The game done. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. And uh, and you know, hockey does their thing and changes the rules completely in the postseason. So baseball can too. What the heck? But if but what's weird is if if whether you love it or hate it, baseball decided this is good for the game. It's good for fan interest. It's it keeps things snappy. This is gonna, this is going to help us improve our product, right? But then. Yeah. When you have the most eyeballs on your product in October, you go away from it. That's what I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, but you know, hockey, as I say, three, one three overtime three. and then one overtime and then play three on three. Let's go. What do we want to play till four o'clock in the morning for? Let's go. I agree. I don't need I know like we romanticize about the triple oh, overtime yep. overtime game. Those what are warriors unnecessary. Oh, warriors. They're moving up the ice like my 12-year-old grandson's hockey team by the time they played the third overtime. Anyway, uh, throw me the puck. Maybe I'll hit in the head and go in the net. Let's go here. It's awful. Overtime hockey is awful. First period, fine. First period's good. That's fine. After that. Three so three? One, maybe, like, one, maybe like 10 minutes of, of sudden death, and if you can't decide it. Three on three. Let's go. Let's three on three is great. I love yeah. the three on three. So. It is. It is it's a great good. format. Yes, sir. Mm. So, uh, Everybody, everybody excited for tonight's draft? Uh, 53rd pick, baby. That ought to be a good player, huh? 53rd pick. There's all sorts of fireworks. So we had a couple, you know, we've had the Beal trade earlier this week. Yes. And then last last night, you had the three-team trade that sends, it sends Marcus Smart to Memphis, Tyus Jones to Washington, which is yep. interesting because they. I wonder if they flip him. Washington's trying to tank for somebody, though, aren't they? they they're they they just decided the hell with it. And they're going to well, win and they've got they've gotten nothing for and then Porzingis obviously to the to the Celtics. No. So so how about this? The the Wizards traded Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, and you know yeah. th- those are kind of stat stuffing box score guys that aren't necessarily no. you know number one players. But I don't think they got a first round pick collectively in either of those trades. They got a handful of second round picks, Tyus Jones, and like another yeah. young player or two. But I don't care. But you know. Uh, is is Portland a place for Cat? They uh they if they're keeping Lillard, they want a big man. They're trying to figure out a big man. So is that a place for him? It, there's been a ton of there's been a ton of uh, Phil Mackey generated keyboard and blogger and podcast warrior steam. We we sort of invented that like um, like three weeks ago. But I've seen it beyond you know uh, 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 well 
it's hard to be a more credible source than Score North, but I've seen it a couple of <laughs> other places too. But until <laughs> until you get it's the, amazing I, how you can start something. I mean, it becomes uh, you know you 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 can just start something and and catch league source executive. Some executives in the league think cat will be traded it gets everywhere it's everywhere boy that is some serious sourcing there some executives sitting around a bar said yeah i think cat will be traded i got a story some guy printed yes well it's all indications at this point just based on credible reports based on what tim Connolly has said is that and now by the way that the new so the new salary cap figures came out and it's going to be like two or three million dollars more for the salary cap and the luxury tax. And our guy, Dane Moore was doing a breakdown of this on his Twitter account yesterday that with, with, it's such a razor thin line for what they're able to do and not do and stand with the luxury tax that that actually helps them keep the roster intact and run it back. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, I think the odds, the odds are in favor of them just running it back. Sure. That. Well, if they can get, they can, they think they can get not signed because of this. Yeah, and, well, they, I mean, they have a mid-level exception, anyways, and he's gonna. That's probably his market is a, well, is a I mid-level suppose exception. Suppose what you could do is trade Cat next year at the trade deadline, too. You know what? Uh, if you if you realize you're still not going anywhere, if you're still fighting to get into the play, and and you know that you got to play Edwards, pay Edwards and McDaniel's and and these guys incredible amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, McDaniel's is going to be a hundred million dollar player, isn't he? Easy. Yeah, probably. Is he? So they uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to do something before next summer. Wouldn't, wouldn't the rest of the league think you're less desperate this year, and maybe you could do better? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. it's. I, I, but it's, Jim Connolly says, don't worry about it. <laughs> it means nothing. We yeah. found that out last year. It's like yeah. Rick Spielman saying, we're getting a lot of calls. We get a lot of calls. We could trade down. We could trade up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Let's all go back to our TV station and play this wonderful video of you saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. It's You know these conversations are happening, but these guys pointed out, I think it was Judd yesterday, that the Gobert trade, there was no like indications or lead up of, no, oh, the Wolves are maybe talking about Gobert. It just happened, right? Yes, that's what I said. I wrote that last week, that we, we know anything we're saying. We Last year, you made the biggest trade ever. And there wasn't a hint. Not in, none of these 300 guys who think they know what's going on in the NBA. And it's the greatest leaking league of all because they all love to talk. And nobody had a hint that this was coming down. So, yeah. Who knows when, Woj, when Woj has no clue, you really don't know. Yeah. Hey, now what's Woj going to coach a team? Did I see that? Or who's going to coach a team? Somebody's going to coach a team? Hmm? Who's going to coach a team? One of those guys is going to coach a team. And Sam's or Woj? Team. One, one of them in, in some goofy league I read. Maybe just for a week or something. I don't know, but G League team or something. Sounds more like I a Shams thing. I thought I saw it. But, you know, on Twitter now, you got to – you can't – you don't know who's uh, pulling your chain, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Since you, brought, since you brought this up, I have a totally random thing. So I saw something yesterday that – that uh, Elon Musk challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a cage fight. I think mm-hmm. it was, and then Mark Zuckerberg, because Mark Zuckerberg has been training. He's been, is yeah. it like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something? Yeah, and it was like, you know, I, I think it was just a joke, but, and Mark Zuckerberg accepted. 
And it got me thinking about the future of boxing. You know, some of the biggest cards that we've seen in terms of gate, right? Like the Paul brothers will go and fight Mayweather or something or whatever. Would you guys be more interested in high-profile figures, regardless of their boxing acumen, fighting each other on pay-per-view, or two unknown heavyweights, because no one knows who the heavyweight champions are anymore? Like, would you pay money to watch two well-known billionaires duke it out on pay-per-view? We've had a couple of those things, haven't we? Didn't we have some actors fight some? Didn't Mickey Rourke fight fight a couple of people? And but what if yeah. it was like A-listers, you know? The thing about Mickey is you don't know if his brain damage came before or after the fight because when you uh, watch him in action now. Has anyone ever deteriorated? And, you know, I can say not me because I didn't have that good a starting point, but has anybody ever de- deteriorated in looks over a 10-year period like Mickey Rourke. Oh, he was God, yeah. this handsome guy, you know, the greatest role ever in the uh, Body Heat movie, you know, the guy that arsonist. And 10 years later, it's give the guy 20 bucks. He's uh, broke, you know. It was, uh, yeah, well, was did terrible. you guys see that movie, The Wrestler, that came yeah, out yeah, like which, 10 or 15 years ago? Which he's fantastic in. Yeah. It was it was terrible, but he, he looked the part of an old, washed-up, dried-out wrestler. Mm-hmm. Plus, Marisa Tomei was in there, and there were a couple of scenes there that were worth watching. When, when, <laughs> when, when Marisa Tomei is playing an over-the-hill stripper. I'll watch the movie, you know. But, <laughs> There's not much she's bad in. She's no, been in a lot of films, and she's usually really good. She really is good. She is really good. I, I, got, I was bored last night. Uh, after the Twins game, I was watching old Gary Shandling episodes on, uh, you know, Larry Sanders shows. Oh, God. God almighty. Uh, Ari Riptorn might be the greatest character in the history of Rip. You know, the Artie, the uh, the stage manager, is the greatest. God, there was some funny stuff. One of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah. yeah. It was and, absolutely and, and, it's funny when you look at it how long ago that was. You know, you she was saying, I remember the Larry remember the Larry Sanders show, like it was eight years ago, it was like twenty, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what uh uh weekend uh we're all the, the twinks are leaving town and uh when they get back after being in both Atlanta and Baltimore, how many games under five hundred do you got? Oh my so one under six? No, what are they going to no. go? They're going to, to I mean, they to... They're going to go to Detroit and win two out of three. They'll win but two they're going to go to Atlanta and they won't win a game. And Baltimore, they'll, they'll be below 500. I don't. I don't think they're going to be like four, six games under. But three or two. four. We were wrong. We we shorted them one pip prediction on their last road trip, but I got them on. I think this is a nine gamer, right? Not ten. Nine gamer. Yeah. Like three and six. I got them three and six. Best. Okay. Best. Best possible. Did but you see Patrick who they're sending here for the Fourth of July? They're sending the Royals here. Yeah. Come see the Kansas City Royals. What are you doing? Come what do you think, what do you think Major League Baseball is looking yeah. at all the teams and prioritizing <laughs> yeah. the Twins? Right? What, are you, what are you even mad about? If I'm the Twins, I'm like the 4th of July. I get the who Royals. cares? The country doesn't care who plays the Twins. I don't care the about the country. I care about what I can watch. Is it a day game? Or are they shooting fireworks off? Uh, they're probably shooting fireworks off. I, I have not looked. It's a day oh, game. But... You know, you never want to know about the true value of modern spring training. The Kansas City Royals were the phenomenon of Arizona. They were at one point, they were like 18 and three. They were beating everybody with all these young players. And now they're going to catch Oakland. 
They're going to get their, I think they won 19 games. It's incredible how rotten they are. By the way, all these these A's fans that are now coming out of the woodwork, like, you know, yes, outraged over the A's them. leaving, screw you. Yes. <laughs> Go you to a baseball them, game. You let them play in that crap stadium for the whole yeah. We were talking about this the other day. It's been out of date for 25 years, and it wasn't good when it started. And then the worst thing is, I said this to Judd and Declan, they brought in and built a mountain out in left field for Al Davis. They, they showed you how much they care about you, right? They showed you by said, we don't care. We're going to ruin your baseball stadium, even though you've won a few World Series for us, because we can get this charlatan crazy man back to have a football so we can get drunk on Sunday. That's, yeah. So the hell with Oakland. You're right. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pat, we got to go. We got, we got a scoop session coming up later on here with Doogie here. So we got to clear the decks. But, get the uh, insider Dallas Keiko there from the Duke man. Well, yeah, he's we all over this one. Aren't you excited? Five years too late. Yes. All right. See you. All right, Pat. Bye. And we'll get Pat's full breakdown of the second round draft pick, the Timberwolves pick. <laughs> Tonight as well. By the way, uh, Royce and Chain presented by Power Lodge and Miller Marine. We're talking about throttle therapy, folks. We're talking about Bennington pontoons. Three locations for Power Lodge, Brainerd, Onamia, and Ramsey. Miller Marine in St. Cloud, over 300 pontoons in stock. There's Judd getting his fishing reel ready here on this YouTube channel. You know I love to fish. You know know that I love to dive into the water. Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. And you know why? Because uh, this guy needs throttle therapy. It's tough being sports dad, and it's certainly tough for all of us being Minnesota sports therapists. So what do we need when we're off the clock? Throttle therapy, and you get that with a Bennington. PowerLodge.com or MillerMarine.com. Royce Unchained.